The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome everyone and thank you so much for tuning in to our show and we're celebrating Gay Pride this month, the month of June. We're so delighted that you are with us. And I am very much looking forward to you hearing about the wonderful work of Charles Robinson today. He is the founder of Kai Chi Do. And we have lots to talk about. But I want to acknowledge all of you, first and foremost, for being intentional spirits and for each and every week, regardless of all the various things that's going on in our society today with COVID and the, and the desperate need to address systemic racism and those kind of things in our culture right now. We're grateful for all of you that you continue to move forward. You continue to take steps in your life with your dream and your visions because you do not have to live in the four-letter word called wait. You don't have to wait on anything. You don't have to wait to this whatever settles. You don't have to wait till this goes away. You can start moving forward right here and right now, as Charles Robinson has done. So thank you for being on the show, Charles. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me um, this afternoon. So good to, um, you know, connect with Unity and um, the mission and the, the work that you're doing, which is really beautiful work. Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, I want to know all about you, um, and so does our audience today. So um, tell me, how how did you get involved with um, this work? Um, you know, I've been um, a seeker, I would say, like all my life. And, um, you know, from a very early age, um, having... Uh, pretty powerful uh, spiritual experiences and, um, you know, being able to experience um, other realmly type stuff. In other words, being out of body and, you know, doing astral travel and, you know, just doing things like that that for me came naturally. Um, but, you know, also a, a calling to be connected and uh, a support to what was going on on the planet. So um, early on in my life, um, I was very much into um, Christianity. Uh, I was uh, a part of the Catholic Church for a lot of years. And um, actually, 
went to Seton Hall University and was studying to be a, a Catholic priest. And, um, you know, so, you know, that was early on. And from there went into philosophy. I was a philosophy major and then psychology major. Um, I may, you know, that took me into the field of psychology, uh, which, um, you know, I'm actively involved in um, as a licensed mental health counselor, uh, psychotherapist. Um, right now I'm the clinical educator at Clean Recovery Centers in, in Tampa, where I work with people with uh, dual diagnosis issues, addiction, and mental health issues. Um, I've been a, a part of the forming and developing and the writing of that program for a while. Um, so, and then also I do coaching and um, individual work with people uh, from all over the country and even other even parts of the world. Um, but in the midst of all of that came um, the emergence of Kai Chi Do, which was uh, an inspiration back in the early 70s. Kai Chi Do um, came out of an inspiration that at a basic and uh, a fundamental level, we're all free. The word Kai means free and open. The word Chi, of course, is life energy or life force. And Do is way. So it's the way of the free spirit or the free spirit way. Mm. So my the work really centers around through the use of movement, uh, breath, you know, the movement of life energy or breath, which sometimes are quick, people are aware of prana or, you know, the, the life force uh, that's facilitated um, or and also activated through different uh, types of movements. We have eight basic movements that help to uh, release or um, liberate this life energy or chi so it uh, is able to circulate uh, more freely throughout the body and um, which also gives people uh, a lot of relief at the physical as well as the psycho-emotional levels. So uh, Do is, um, is a method or a way of liberating life energy or, or chi um, throughout, uh, you know, various movements. We use music. We use breath work, um, movement. Um, and, you know, it's, it's helped a lot of people over the years. You know, as a, as a psychotherapist, I've used it as a part of my practice. Um, that's, I would say, helped people to liberate a lot of uh, emotional as well as physical pain. We've seen a lot of healing take place through the use of the uh, process. So, um, yeah, Kaichi Do um, is a big part of it. Um, the process as well as meditation. I do a lot of meditations. Um, guided meditations, I started what was what's called the sacred sanctuary meditation, which is a part of the Kaichi Do experience. Uh, I broadcast that once a week uh, on Facebook and also YouTube. Um, you know, these sanctuaries uh, that I've done. Um, so again, all of it has been through listening, through inspiration. Um, being a good listener, I think, is, is vital in terms of working with spirit or working with source. And um, of course, my belief in this, my alignment with unity, is that everything does come from spirits. Um, um, and for me, it's just uh, over the years, it's just been 
being a servant, you know, being uh, someone who uh, delights in just being able to serve Source or or, or the Holy Spirit. So, mm. um, so that's a little snapshot of of the work and my journey to a certain degree, and where it's where it's taking me, and where it's you know where it's been, and, I'm con- and it's continuing to unfold, especially in these uh, very challenging times that we're up against. Um, and, um, you know, I think it's a method to help people liberate a lot of suffering, um, as you know, of, of the mind as well as of the body, you know, that people carry around with them. Absolutely. Well, the other thing I love about, about your work and what you represent, I mean, I'm very dedicated to my work and have been for 30 years. Um, and it definitely is um, that I am a spiritual leader and bring forth, um, hopefully, mo- most of all by modeling, but more importantly, the teaching of, you know, different things that encompass spirituality. And yet, you know, uh, there are many a person somewhere that would think that spirituality means religious and they don't want to be part of that or you know, well, I, you know, I don't, you don't want to talk about being spiritual because, you know, my, my dad beat me when I was little and I don't believe there is a God or whatever. My point being that what I, what I love about what you're doing is that there, there aren't really any no's. Do you know what I mean? In any faith, in any space, from any background, people can get engaged in Kai Chi Do. Um, and it it doesn't have a stopping point. Do you know what I mean? Because who wouldn't want to benefit from a little bit more grace and precision and coordination in their lives? You know, so right. it's um, it's beautiful what you've designed. It's extremely impressive, and it must give you immense joy when you get to see before and after snapshots with the various people that you've had the pleasure to know. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. The um, watching people come into the process, and you know, I've followed people over the years, and um, watching them go through various transformations has been really extraordinary. Um, I've seen it happen gradually for some people over the years who've been involved in the practice for over ten years, and you know, and they've transformed their lives. Uh, sometimes people come and they do, they've done a session, and you know, it's. It's transformative. Um, actually, one a funny story. We had a guy. Uh, we were doing it on the beach, and we would do it um, in Tarpon Springs um, at Sunset Beach. And his home was like across the water. And he was saying, like every morning, he would get up and he would hear us doing Kaichido with the music, and the, and he and he felt the energy of the process. And he said it took him on a year long uh, spiritual journey. And then um, a year later, he actually showed up at a session. And he was saying, yeah, I was across the water about a year ago. And it seems like from that, it, you know, just be, even being on the other side of the water, the energy of the group uh, began to transform me. So the, the message behind that uh, for me was that um, it's so important for us to uh, cultivate and liberate life energy because it affects the entire planet. Um, so I think, you know, one person fully connected and 
a group of people that are connected, you know, can really make a significant change on the planet. And how long has has this been going on? The group's been meeting? Um, I would say in the area, probably for the past um, uh, maybe 15 or 16 years, uh, we've been, you know, doing it in, in parks. Um, the process actually started back in the early 70s. So uh, that's really where Kaichido came to me, and it's been evolving over time since then. It actually came through a meditation that I was doing uh, back in the early 70s and, um, you know, sitting in my basement with some folks doing meditation back in the day. <laughs> and, um, and we, this we is got your baby. This is your baby. Yeah, yeah. So it, it came through during that time period, and um, it's kind of a, it's been awakening ever since. You know, it continues to evolve, and different dimensions of it came into into place, you know, we have um, at this point a training program for instructors and, you know, people um, interested in, you know, sharing Kaichido with others. So, um, you know, we have instructors and people who've been involved in it all over the country. And, you know, it's been, been quite a journey. Yeah, to a, say, it, it was yeah. an idea that that um not tapped on your shoulder right and an idea that was bigger than you all along wow right i mean that that's an that's incredible and uh how um i i know that you have postings on your website for those of you tuning in um you can go to kaichido.com that's k-a-i-c-h-i-d-o.com and you can read all about charles robinson his work uh, the events they have, the services that they offer, et cetera. And I know that you you said that a lot of your groups, they are are the majority of your groups, um, are they meeting outside in parks and at beaches and those kind of things? Or are they do they also meet in libraries and you know other kind of sanctuary or settings like that? Yeah, it meets meets all over. I mean, most of it is a lot of it has been outdoors. We've we've done it in uh, treatment programs. Like you know, some of the instructors um, have gone into treatment programs. Have done it. We've done it in jails. We've done it in um, at the military. We actually had the military involved, uh, where we went and did it for the military. We also have you know beaches, nursing homes. We've one of my instructors was actually working in nursing homes, uh, schools, uh, one of the local schools. Uh, we did it with 800 kids. You know, we actually spent the whole day and went through all the all the grades. So, you know, we've um, and you know we've done it with migrant uh, families. Um, done it with um, in Chicago with um, the police department in terms of helping them. Um, you know. Um, interface some of their um, uh, summer programs. So it's it's been done in a lot of, and we've done of course at festivals, where a lot of festivals like out in California at Bhakti Fest and you know, um, you know various festivals around the country. Um, you know that that uh, Kachido has been done. Um, you know clubs. <laughs> Actually, it was a you know, that we did uh, Club Divine, you know, which was really all about, you know, meditation and movement and, 
and Positive Celebration, uh, developed by a, a DJ in uh, California called DJ Taz, uh, Deed Rashid. And, um, you know, and then there's outshoots of the work with um, sound journey experiences where I journey people through um, various um, uh, guided imagery processes using um, primitive instruments and sounds. I've had some percussionist Travis Lacey has worked with me. You probably know Travis. And, um, you know, Nicholas Hartman, some of the musicians that have worked with me and facilitating the work. So, a lot of different uh, venues. It's absolutely fascinating. I mean, it, uh, so much has been accomplished. Um, I mean, in, in 30 years, it's it's quite a movement that has been created with Kaichido. Yeah. Yeah, and we've, you know, we've uh, actually got acknowledgement from um, from Barack Obama. You know, he actually was acknowledged Kaichido on one of our Twitter feeds. So. Uh, um, I saw that. Little... I, I saw that that you have that on the website. <laughs> that I I don't blame you. I'd have that up there too. You have on there. Uh, yes, this happens. Barack Obama <laughs> followed Kachido. That's a that's a big day. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> that's a big day. Well, yeah. what are some of your groups throughout the nation doing? Um, with um, the COVID, I know that you have postings about COVID, just as we all do, about those kind of things and following guidelines. But are people starting to meet again? Uh, a little bit. Um, we've been doing a lot of online work. Um, uh, Zoom sessions um, have been a big part of it, you know, um, because, you know, the pandemic, um, unfortunately, is still raging. Um, you know, through the country, some places, you know, are worse than others. But, yeah, so we've been, um, you know, in terms of safety, um, really uh, doing a lot of stuff, encouraging people to do stuff online or, you know, small small groups, you know, uh, if, if they're doing groups. Um, because it is uh, a very, um, you know, in terms of social distancing, it's, it's very much about people, you know, being in close proximity and breathing and, you know, um, you know, doing various breathing processes together. So we've been trying to facilitate a lot of that um, through um, video, which I've noticed is uh, in a lot of ways has been good from just something we need to do more of because we're able to pull together people from all over um, the country a little bit more. Um, we have a Sunday, uh, we call it Sunday Seva, uh, Sunday service, uh, where we do um, bring people together to do Kajido. It's a Zoom session um, that happens every week. That's one of the ways that we've been trying to address the, the pandemic right now. So that uh, people who have not had a practice or had any experience of it, at the moment, could you um, try to language or attempt to language, like what would it look like if, if you were here at the campus and we were under the purple tent um, and we had, you know, 20 people here? What would that, mm -hmm. could you kind of walk us through? I know that's not an easy task, but since people are listening uh, audio, 
uh, you know, today, could you kind of give us a sense of what it looks like? Is yeah, that a fair question? Like a, <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, it's great. It's People are in a circle and they're, you know, pushing out just about palm to palm. And um, we start the process by going through what's called the depths. The depths is a way of connecting uh, with the foundation or the root. Some people are familiar with the first chakra or the foundational energy at the base of the spine. So there's a whole process of connecting with the root. Um, it's called going through the depths. And this was inspired actually through Jin Shin Jitsu um, and working with the various meridians and energy flows throughout the body. Um, so we help people to go through a various uh, connecting points as they breathe, as they connect, and that, that begins the process of going through the various connections, and they do that, and they're guided through that um, through the first um, seven minutes of the process. And then after that, um, we'll get ready. We say it's time to get ready to move, so then people will start going through the movements, uh, the music starts playing. We usually use, um, you know, very upbeat, um, sort of very gradually building of, of the energy with the percussive-type instruments, um, the drums, and, you know, and, you know, just kind of starting to build the energy, getting people to go into what's called air. So then people will be doing circular movements, letting the energy rise up, um, and, you know, we're calling these chi circles where people are making circular movements with their hands to the sky, circular movements with their hands to the earth, uh, open palms, open fingers, uh, crossing over the midline, uh, which is very important. Uh, it's called midline integration, which is increasing communication between the right and left sides of the brain. Um, we've seen some uh, amazing healing take place just by having people uh, do these particular movements. Um, so, so then they're breathing, they're moving their whole body. We're teaching people how to harmonize the circular movements with the movement of like their knees going up and down. If they're having knee problems or whatever, we can still have people just do the circles, circular movements from standing um, upright or straight. And then we continue to build. So the energy starts out by connecting with the root or what's called yun. Yun is the, the basis or the, the root energy. Then we go into kanji, which is air. The energy begins to continue to elevate and rise up uh, through the movements, through the breath. And we take it to a really high point where people are moving a lot faster and harmony and breathing. The music is continuing to elevate. We take that energy to a really, really high point, which we call hua, or fire. And the fire, um, and that's really where a lot of purification takes place, purification of mind, purification of, of that relationship between life energy or chi uh, is at its highest point, is at its boiling point, which boils away or releases um, um, thoughts or um, ailments that may be going on in the body. It's a way of relieving that tension or energy that's stagnant. Um, and then and in that high point, once we've released or released uh, a lot of that pent-up energy, we start to come down. It's, it follows a wave. So then we come down into the water, 
which is called sway. Um, we gradually come down into the water and uh, transition from fire to water. Then music changes. Everything starts to integrate. We start to come down, um, you know, through the breath, through the movement. And then once we're in water, this is where everything is just flowing and, you know, we're moving together, breathing together. Uh, the group uh, is in a much better integrative place at that point. The first level of water is um, what's called the wave. You know, this is really where the energy is still flowing pretty rapidly. So we go through a process of helping people to ride that high energy and that, that wave through the breath and through the movement. Uh, and then finally, we start to come down into the stream. The stream is where everything is beginning to, to flow and just really relax. I usually take people through even a little guided meditation at that point, inspiration, um, information coming in, so to speak. Um, and then um, the final stage is coming back into from sway. We come into dadi. Dadi means earth. And so we start to integrate that energy back into the earth. Um, this is where people, um, you know, begin to ground themselves, kind of come back into grounding themselves into the earth. And um, we do our declarations. We uh, make positive intentions. We offer the energy up. Uh, we share it with everyone. Um, usually I end by saying... Um, you know, every Kaichido session is an opportunity to share energy with with all beings. You know, may all beings be free. May all beings be happy. May all beings find liberation from suffering. May all beings be free. Uh, we begin to send that affirmation out to everyone, to all beings. May we all find uh, a place where we can be at home with each other that we can be free with each other. So we send that out from the heart, from the inner self, uh, sending that energy out into the world. And that kind of takes us through uh, about an hour, hour 15, sometimes an hour and a half uh, type process um, that people go through. Um, you know, it can be very liberating, very freeing. It's so powerful. I mean, it, it's just really really moving and I, I love um, having looked at your website and the things that you offer what I love so much is the diversity uh, the inclusion you know people from all walks of life all sizes all shapes all colors <laughs> all interests right. yeah. and that's really yeah. really cool that's a real that's a real turn on that a lot of spiritual communities have still not learned how to Right. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a um, beautiful time. You know, um, I think we're still cultivating and learning and growing. So, um, it's a lot of work to do. Absolutely. All right, we're on. Uh, we're on break now. They're not messing around with that. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi. 
Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone, and we're so glad that you're here and glad that you're tuning in. It's also uh, Gay Pride Month. I think that's one of the, the neatest things that I knew early on as a kid about unity is that they were accepting of, of all um, sexual preferences, and that was like breath to my, to my being and to my energy. Um, you can uh, receive the wonderful book called Worthy, that is where a lot of leaders of unity, trans and LGBT, have been authors of this book. And you can go to unity.org and you can get the book called Worthy. Very powerful stuff for family, friends, and, and loved ones. As you continue to tune in to our radio show, and you've been with us all these years, greatly appreciate it. Remember to share the show. Uh, with your friends and with your social network. And you can visit me at templehaze.com as well as firstunity.org and for the various things that we offer. Today, we are, if you're just coming in, we're talking to Charles Robinson. He, he birthed from a dream and through meditation the movement called Kai Chido. And we are enjoying our conversation today. You can go to Kai chido.com and learn more about Charles, learn more about how to start a Kai Chi Do uh, movement in your area, wherever you may live, anywhere in the world, and get involved and get engaged and um, be part of this. So Charles, it's wonderful having you today, and I'm going to send your information to our leadership team because I'd love us to have a group here. We have a large property, so it would really warrant that, especially when people start meeting in public again. But um, that being said, um, you and I were talking during break, and you were talking about a process that you use called um, witnessing. Yeah. Tell us, yeah. Tell, us tell us, more about that. Okay. I love the witness state. The witness state is actually another level of consciousness that you can achieve by being a witness or what's considered to be an objective observer of your own consciousness. So being able to just observe your, your thinking, uh, observe what's going on uh, within you and around you uh, from a um, neutral standpoint, uh, instead of um, being so attached to the outcome or trying to control the outcome, of things um, from the witness state where we're able to step back and objectively um, observe life uh, from a place that's absolutely free. Um, one of the ways to actually achieve the witness state is to let go of attachment to, to knowledge or what we think we know. I think that that's the, the biggest thing that um, people struggle with is uh, knowing stuff and um, knowledge knowledge is finite where wisdom is infinite so knowledge is very useful wow. from the standpoint of um, tools and instruments um, but how to use those tools and instruments instruments really require uh, being in an objective state of consciousness where we're basically able to receive the wisdom 
of what each moment is asking us to um, um, to do in terms of action. Um, so the action actually comes about as a result of letting go of, of attachment um, to the outcomes, uh, being in an objective state of, of, um, of consciousness, which, um, again, can be achieved by initially just being, being the witness or being the observer. Um, I've seen a lot of people really manifest and change their lives by letting go of, of control and being able to achieve this state of consciousness. So um, the the witness is is also um, an aspect of of us that always exists. I believe that has always been there. Most of us are not in oh, conscious awareness of it because we're so um, I would say enveloped by um, three dimensional experience or just day to day experiences that it's hard to step outside of that and just observe it. Uh, this is where meditation comes in. Uh, this is where, um, you know, cognitive restructuring comes in, where we begin to change maybe some of the uh, beliefs that we have about things, uh, mm-hmm. some of the maybe core core limiting beliefs that prevent us from uh, being free. Um, so these are some things that I call them anchors. I developed a process back uh, probably in private practice uh, as a psychologist, uh, psychotherapist, um, called the anchors process, which is a way of actually finding these uh, barriers in the subconscious and beginning to liberate them or re- reformat them. So, um, and these are usually events or things that have taken place in our lives that keeps us stuck. Um, specific events, times that we've gone through like traumatic moments. Uh, moments that were, you know, where our freedom, our sense of safety, our emotional security uh, was was threatened in some way. And um, usually we stay stuck in those moments in time. As a therapist, I've been able to help people through the use of this anchors process actually go in and actually find those those sticking points and identify what happened, the time of day, the time of year, um, who was there, um, how you felt, like how you felt as a result of going through that experience. And then there's the messages, like what you said about life as a result of having gone through those experiences. And then there's the global messages. And then there's the I or the I am statement. So usually when people go through an experience, um, they have a reaction to it. In other words, they say, for example, life is unfair. That may be a rea- that may be a message that comes out of the experience, but the, what the mind does is that the mind takes life as unfair, and it globalizes it by saying life is always unfair. So the mind, and this starts to go at more of a subconscious level that we're not aware of, where life is unfair becomes life is always unfair, and then it becomes personalized. So first it's globalized, and then it's personalized where it becomes. I am always being un- unfairly treated by life or, um, or my life is, uh, is unfair. So then we go from the initial reaction into the global statement and then into the I or I am statement or personalized 
interpretation of the experience. And um, that's usually where people stay stuck, is that I am always being treated unfairly, Mm -hmm. or I am always uh, the target of this or the target of that. But these are, these are messages that actually have come out of specific events that people have gone through. So I do a lot of work with helping people to um, actually change or shift um, these limiting beliefs or what I call core limiting beliefs. Um, I do a lot of coaching with people. It's called Transformational Life Coaching, which is a part you'll see on, on the website, uh, Transformational Life Coaching. Usually take people through 10 sessions, and each session begins to unravel a dimension of the wheel of life. It be, you know, there's eight dimensions, so we go through each dimension and actually find the uh, limiting beliefs or the core limiting beliefs that's keeping people stuck. Um, and then I take them through a process of, of transformation once we um, actually find the limiting beliefs. Um, the transformation process is interesting from, and I've seen, this is where a lot of, I've seen transformation physically as well as emotion. I've seen people heal from illnesses and um, from physical illnesses as a result of doing the transformational process, um, as well as relieving anxiety and depression and um, feelings of apathy and low energy and um, the lack of, of motivation. Um you know, it's, it's really helping people to discern what their needs are. Um, and the way we get there is by identifying specifically during that particular event um, what they needed that they didn't get when they were in that experience. They may, need it, they may have needed love. They may have needed validation. They may have needed encouragement. They may have needed understanding. They may have needed... Um, a sense of purpose. So um, I use just one word because I think that when we try to over-explain things, we get lost in terms of needs. And this was inspired actually by a Bible quote. It said, um, in the beginning, you know, there was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was of God. So I use the single word, and I think that word is, you know, a transformative mechanism. For example, like, you know, validation. You know, you're in a situation and didn't feel like people were listening to you or or hearing what you had to say. So, you know, validation can be a very powerful transformative word that I have people put in in an affirmation, like I am willing to give myself and allow others to give me validation. So it begins to actionize it. It begins to actionize it first at the level of the mind. And then um, we begin to find practical things that people can do on a daily basis to validate themselves. Like make a list of things that you did right during the day or things that you have accomplished during the day or things that you feel good about. Um, so it's, it's, it's very... Um, Action orientated at the end, so we um, we help people actually go through that process of transformation. Um, that I've seen a lot of uh, people, you know, feel a great sense of of relief as well as uh, feelings of transformation or liberation from doing uh, this process. 
So yeah, this has uh, been a um, quite a journey, and I've been gifted, I would say, with a lot of processes to help people over the years, uh, from Kai Chi Do to the anchors process to the use of various symbols or, or metaphors that um, I've used to um, help unravel some of these um, stuck points or um, some of these uh, points that have caused people suffering. So it's it's been quite a process there, Temple. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I would say, and and it, it to me it, it's it's beautiful with you know the years I've spent in my own life, you know, practitioner heal thyself you know, from my shamanic uh, Celtic shamanism and journeying and, you know, things like that, that I, I love symbology. I love metaphors. And there's a reason that whenever I go that parables were so effective, right? Because they work mm -hmm. because people hear themselves in the, in the story. And I love that you're using the, you know, symbols that were, were gifted to you because they're, they come from soul and they, impact people's lives uh, probably in, in in the noticeable ways but also in the ways that you'll never even hear about you know that on down the road there'll be an insight or a new way of looking at something so it's it's, it's really really cool um you know it it's been interesting in this um time of covid hasn't it and um and you were talking a while ago about you know, when somebody carries this global belief of, you know, that life isn't fair and, you know, and then it's personalized and life isn't fair to me. And it's interesting with those kind of emotional body things that people um, knowingly or unknowingly continue to collect data, you know, for, right. well, I continue to make this idea right. See, there's more data. Look at that data. See, it's coming. I, I told you, it just keeps going. And it's interesting, right. the people that live in, you know, it's if it's not one thing, it's another, you know, and they live in that, right. and they collect the data, you know, they're going, wow, mm -hmm. you know, we've had COVID, we've had this pandemic, you know, and now we have mm -hmm. these riots and we have racism. And, and it's interesting right. because for me, um, you know, the perspective of that uh, and a window of understanding is that um, COVID uh, prepared us perfectly because I, I know that um, years ago when I knew that part of my life needed to be silence, you know, that's kind of a tough concept for busy people in the States, you know, what do you mean? I got to right. be quiet and be in silence, you know, when we have all these bells and whistles and they're all making noise simultaneously. But when I realized right. that was part of my path, what I observed, Charles, is that I had in, in early days, if I had large doses of silence, like I couldn't go get on a plane. It was overwhelming. Right. Or I couldn't be in large groups of people because I would feel people's pain. And what I think right. is so powerful is with COVID and people being forced, if you will, to be, to have life look different, um, to not be into busy making all the time, to not have a calendar that was just slap full, et cetera, et cetera. And then came, right. you know, the three deaths of our black brothers and sisters. And then with the grand finale, of course, being George Floyd, it's like, right. For the, it, it appears like, <laughs> I 
and I'm not an expert, but it appears like people finally got the level of pain that this is not okay and this has to stop. I've never seen a movement such as this. Right, right. Yeah, I think that it's it's very representative of um, these were things that were at the surface, you know, and um, I think for a long time they were below the surface and then they started coming to the surface. Um, and now they're, these are things that are uh, really out in the air and, and floating through the air. I think uh, from a symbolic standpoint, uh, COVID, you know, really represents um, a, um, it's like almost like the energy of everything that's been at the surface, you know, that is making it difficult for people to breathe um, because of, um you know, a lot of negativity and, and, and uh, toxic energy or thoughts, you know, that are like flying up from the surface, so to speak. And, um, and it's, it's, I think that, you know, eventually it'll, it'll clear just like I've seen some pictures of before, before and after, like in India and different parts of the world where there was so much smog, you know, that you couldn't even see the person in front of you. So like when everyone went indoors and, went inward, so to speak, or went inside, um, everything cleared, the air cleared, you know, you could actually see the buildings and the, you know, the, um, the flowers and the trees and everything was, was really clear. Um, so I think that this was a lot of, uh, toxic, um, you know, thoughts or energies that have been suppressed that are, that came out that are circulating, um, throughout the world right now, and um, you know it's very challenging because it's frightening to breathe. You know, um, to breathe the air because we're not sure whether or not you know there is something that's going to harm us in the air. But I think it's more than just the physical air; it's also the the energy uh, at a at a deeper energetic level um, that we're in the process of healing and processing. Mm-hmm. Um, my, in Kachida, one of the teachings is that you have to go deep before you go wide. Um, going deep means, you know, taking the inner journey. And then from there, kind of taking the in-breath and going deep and then going out into the world again. Uh, most of us have been going wide where we've been looking for stuff in the outer world. Like you said, you know, um, shiny things and noisy things to bring us satisfaction. But what I've discovered is that in truth, there's nothing out there. Um, And that when we make the inner journey, then we find the source of who we are. We find the truth of who we are. And then from there, we can project it out into the world. So it's like a whole different, um, you know, projection, you know, that's coming from, uh, the true aspect of who we are, not just the recycled, um, you know, overly um, analyzed uh, version of ourselves. You know, it's it's actually coming, um, you know, from the from the true aspect of who we are. Um, um, yeah, so I think this is a quite quite a time of transformation. You know, quite a time of, um, you know, and it's such a great opportunity for us, you know, as as a people uh, to be in this uh, transformative time. 
I think it's really uh, an, an important time to be alive. If this is a movement that isn't going to stop. You know, it's just really, it's on a roll. It's so exciting um, to actually see people say, we really, we've really got to deal with this. We've got to look at it. We've got to ask the hard questions. You know, we have to ask our black brothers and sisters and family and children. We've got to ask them questions. We've got to have them teach us what we need to know and quit talking, you know, so much. Um, one well, other awesome. idea that I, I just wanted to ask you about, because um, we have, you know, like five more minutes is, is, you know, part of all of this at the end of the day, we come down to the basics of it's so hard for people to let go of the illusion of control. I know that you do a lot of work about that. Yes, yeah. The illusion of control, I think, is um, one of the biggest, um, you know, um, struggles for people because people are caught in this belief system that uh, they can control the outcome. Um, and therefore, I think people get lost and um, trying to do that uh, because they're doing it um, with um, over, as I said, I use the term like being, having the world, the outer world, so to speak, that's been so like fun. You know, there's so many spinoffs of, of what that is, you know, and it's, it just creates a lot of suffering and confusion. Um, I think a, a better place is to, just let go of all of that. And, and this is kind of when I talked about the witness state, actually just observing it. And it's, it's like observing a really fast moving river. And uh, as you observe it, um, you get to a place that you just see that it's just energy flowing. And then you get to a place where, you know, it's, you know, you just, you're okay. You know, you realize that you're safe and that you're okay. And there's, and the river continues to flow, but you're not um, engulfed in it. And I think that's the world of illusion or the world of, of separation is that people can very easily get uh, engulfed or lost in this um, interpretation of themselves that is not really true. And I think that's the, re the reason we know it's not true is because we're in, we're in pain, we're suffering physically or emotionally. I think if it was true, you know, we'd be in a really great place um, because I, my belief is that the source of who we are or the foundation of who we are is perfection or, or the Holy Spirit or the, or the pure aspect of being, that that's the truth. And I think is either we're going towards that uh, truth or we're going away from it. I think most of us in our lives have moved away from it and kind of looked for a quick fix or some way or another of just trying to feel better now, you know, versus uh, being patient and actually going through the process of, of connection and healing. Mm, absolutely. Well, you are such a wise soul. And um, with you just living over the bridge, we need to uh, collaborate. Yes, yes. I'm willing to do, um, you know, some... Right now, I'm doing online stuff, so maybe we can set up uh, some broadcast and, you know, also do some um, collective stuff in terms of um, supporting people. Um, I would like you, I'll send you more information and make it also available for the audience to uh, have access to 
some of the live uh, broadcasts that I've done and, um, you know, some of the things, and we can definitely collaborate and, and do more. Absolutely. Yeah, I would love that. Just email me at templehays at gmail.com, H-A-Y-E-S. I'd love to hear from you, and we'll make a connection that way. Uh, with a, a, the last couple of minutes and everyone, we're tuning in to Kai Chi Do. Uh, you can go to kaichido.com, K-A-I-C-H-I-D-O.com, and learn more about um, Charles and his wonderful work that he's doing that's transformative and changing lives and uh, bringing in community, a different kind of community, a powerful community where people are learning to let go of those old paradigms and freeing themselves. And then, of course, he does therapy and um, lots of things that you can discover on his uh, website, including that uh, Barack Obama follows his work. So pretty impressive <laughs> stuff. But in our in our last closing sentence, Charles, is there a, a last thought you would like to leave us with today? Well, one of the things that came up, and this was from um, uh, an old teacher of mine, um, uh, Satya Sai Baba, and one of the things that he said was, um, he said, help ever, hurt never. So help ever, hurt mm. never. And I think that that's, you know, been like a, a message that's like been resounding in my mind uh, for a while lately is to help ever, hurt never. Help ever and hurt never. Well, that's that's a life full right there. That's definitely a life full. I want to thank all of you intentional spirits out there, and thank you for being with us. And, and I'm so much so grateful to Unity Online Radio for giving us this platform that we share ideas and concepts and, and great people like Charles. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And, Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.